Let the church say amen. Before we get started, I understand that there is a problem with our streaming. And so what we'll do, we'll make whatever adjustments we need to make. Uh, those of you who are watching this morning via Facebook uh, with Reverend Fennessy Bush, uh, if you're watching, if you can see me, uh, you take a moment and call your friends. <laughs> call, call somebody and let them know that they just need to switch over from one, from, from where they are to, to Reverend Fennessy Bush on Facebook and we'll be able to go right on with the service. So hopefully we'll give you a moment for you to go ahead and make those calls. I understand we got a network going here. <laughs> so you just go on and call some of your friends and tell them they can tune in to Finnessy Bush. Uh, thank you, Reverend Finnessy. <laughs> Amen. Thank you, and Tori, thank you so much for, for a wonderful backup. While you do that, while you do that, why don't we just give you a moment to do that. And as we do that, we'll go ahead and, and thank God for the time when we will come back together. Now, uh, we'll be back together for a moment on next Sunday, but I'm talking about when we sure enough come back together. And while we are calling our friends and getting everybody together, why don't you all just come and go with me? When all God's children get together, what a time, what a time, what a time. Oh, we're going to sit down by the banks of the river. Oh, what a time, what a time, what a time, oh, when all God's children get together, oh, what a time, what a time, what a time, oh. Down by the banks of the river. Oh, what a time! What a time! What a time! Oh, what a time! What a time! What a time! Oh, what a time! What a time, what a time. Oh, we're going to sit down by the banks of the river. Oh, what a time. Yeah, yes.
from the book of First Kings. From the book of First Kings. Chapter 18. First <clears throat> Kings chapter 18. We begin our reading with verse 17. These are the words that you find there. And it came to pass when Ahab saw Elijah that Ahab said unto him, Art thou he that troubles Israel? And he answered, I have not troubled Israel, but thou and thy father's house, in that ye have forsaken the commandments of the Lord, and thou hast followed Balaam. Amen. Art thou he who has troubled Israel? I want to talk for a few few moments this morning from this subject. I want to talk about good trouble. Good, good trouble. Those of you who keep up with the happenings of right now will recognize these words as the words of the late Representative John Lewis who recently finished his earthly assignment and is now resting with the Lord. John Lewis's story was that when he left home to go to Nashville, Tennessee, to the American Baptist Seminary, his, his parents, because they knew of his interest in civil rights movement and they knew his heart for justice. When he left home, they gave him just one word of instruction. And the one word of instruction that they gave him when he left home was, don't you go over there and get in trouble. Are y'all hearing me? John Lewis said that in spite of the instruction that they gave him, He went right on to Nashville, met some other people who had the same mindset that he had. And before he knew anything, he found himself in trouble. But then his next statement was, although I'm in trouble, it was good trouble. Are y'all hearing me? And that's what we want to talk about here this morning. We want to talk about good trouble. I know it sounds like, it sounds like a contradiction in terms. Somehow, when we think of trouble, we always think of bad. But study of the word today will show us that although Jesus came as the Prince of Peace and to bring goodwill, much of his time on earth was spent in trouble. 
Not only that, not only that, if you read your Bible, you'll find that those who followed Jesus, those who followed after him, would often find themselves in trouble. Peter, Paul, Silas, John the Baptist, all of them found themselves serving time in prison. All because of following Jesus, because they were causing, because they were causing good trouble. But the text today is tailored to teach us that when a nation has turned its back on God, when a nation has turned away from God's truth and have come up with alternative truth, y'all ain't hearing me. When a nation begins to lean on alternative facts, when a nation has declared that their way is better than God's way and even worse, they've tried to twist God's way to make it fit their way. When, when even in the midst of sickness and death and pandemic, leaders are saying, look at me and never acknowledge God. Are y'all hearing me? There's one that, that whenever a nation comes to that, whenever we get into that kind of situation, there is but one way to turn it all around. And that is for the people of God to take a stand. That is for the people of God to take a stand and speak truth to power. Not a left stand. Not a right stand, not a Republican stand, not a Democratic stand, but a stand for what thus saith the Lord. But I'll go ahead and share with you now. I'll go ahead and share with you now. If you do that, if you stand for what thus saith the Lord, let me just go ahead and share with you now. If you do that, if you take a stand against evil, you have the nerve to go against the powers of evil, you will find yourself in trouble. But as John Lewis said, don't worry about it because it's good trouble. Are y'all hearing me? Our message today shows us and it takes us to one of the Old Testament prophets, a prophet by the name of Elijah. Elijah found himself in good trouble all because he had the nerve to speak up for God in the midst of a nation that had turned to wickedness. Follow the story. You'll find that Israel and the people of God, they have found themselves under the leadership of a wicked king, a king whose name was Ahab. Now, when you study, you'll find that Ahab was a ruthless leader. But then not only was he ruthless, he married a ruthless woman whose name was Jezebel. And she was more ruthless than he was. So now the nation is in the leadership of a ruthless team. Together, these two began turning Israel away from God. 
the God that they had served. They turned them away from the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. And they turned them to the worship of Baal. Are y'all hearing me? Who was Baal? Baal was a false god. He was, he was the god of the Canaanites. And, and these people had been led to believe. And they believed that, that Baal was the god of fertility. They believed that Baal was the god of the rain. and that, Yeah, that Baal was the god of the dew. Are y'all hearing me? They believed that everything that was good and everything that sprouted forth from the earth, everything that blessed them came from Baal. The word in chapter 16, 33 says, Ahab, Ahab did more to provoke the Lord God of Israel to anger than any of the kings before him. He was a wicked man. There was such wickedness, there was such wickedness in the land that God sent the prophet Elijah to Abraham and he sends Elijah with a message for this wicked king. The message that the king, the messenger was to the king from God and yeah, and the thing that, 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 that Elijah went to tell Abraham, he says, Abraham, I want you to know that everything is about to dry up. Y'all hearing this? You have turned my people from me and now you have them looking to Baal for dew and looking to Baal for rain. He says, so what I want you to do, Elijah, I want you to go and tell the king that there will be no more dew and there will be no more rain until God says so. Do you hear the power in that? You won't see no more rain until God says. You will see Elijah delivers the message. He delivers the message to King Ahab. And, Ahab and, and this was the beginning of a period of drought. According to the word of God, there was a period of drought that lasted for three whole years. Look at it. Not a drop of rain fell. There was no dew at all for three whole years. Can you imagine? Can you imagine? No water, no dew, nowhere for three whole years. That means no crops. That means that cattle and livestock have perished. That means that people are dying from thirst. For three whole years and, 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 and as though as tough and powerful as Ahab and Jezebel were. Are y'all hearing me? As tough as they were, as powerful as they were, they had no control over the drought. As powerful as they thought they were, they could not make it rain. Powerful as they thought there were, that they were, there was no dew even to fall on the ground. This drought went on for three years. But during that time, watch this, God made a way for his prophet. <laughs> yeah, during the time of drought, you remember, if you're going to read, this, read the story, you'll find out, you remember, God sent him away to a safe place. Say, you, you deliver my message and then I, I'm going to cover for you. Abraham 
was was desperately trying to find him. Ahab would have put him to death, but God was looking out for Elijah. He says, although there is a drought, Elijah, since you are my man, since you are representing me, I I want you to go over to the brook called Sharif. And although everything else is drying up, I want you to know that there'll be water flowing for you. Y'all ain't hearing me. Drought everywhere else, but I want you to go and yeah, and I, I want you, I'm gonna take care of you. I'm telling somebody something here. If you stand up for him, God will. He'll take care of you. He said, You go over to the brook to read, and there's water flowing there. You drink from the flowing river, from the flowing brook. And then uh, not only that, I have contracted with a buzzard. Y'all ain't hearing me, huh? I have contracted with the raven to bring you food every day. So, yeah, although there's a drought, you're going to have water. You're going to have food to eat every day. After a while, the brook dried up. You do remember there was no water. There was no rain. So after a while, the brook dried up. He said, don't worry about it. I've already spoken to a widow woman. I just want you to go over there and she's got some bread. Are y'all hearing me? I wonder if I got a witness in the house that God will take care of you. Wonder if I got a witness here that God will take care of his own. If you stand up for him, wonder if I got a witness here, God will provide. He'll make ways out of no way. He'll feed you. He used to say he'll feed you when you're hungry, but I'm a witness. He'll feed you before you get hungry. I can assure you that even now, in the midst of all this going on, God is still standing by. Y'all didn't hear me. I know everywhere you go, there's trouble. Everywhere you go, there's strife. Everywhere you go, there's something that bothers you, but don't fool yourself. God is standing by. After three years, after three years of drought, after three years of death, after three years of destruction, God spoke to his prophet and told him now, I want you to go back to King Ahab. Go back to King Ahab and tell him that the drought is about to end. Go back and let him know that I'm going to send rain upon the land. Ahab comes out of hiding, made his way to the king to deliver God's message. But before he could even get the message out, about what God was about to do. The king looks at him, looks him in the face, and says, are you the one that is troubling Israel? Are y'all hearing me? Can you see this? The truth of the matter is, it is the king who has led the nation away from God. It is the king who has led a nation into corruption. It is the king who have led the people to worship Baal. 
It is the king who has decided that he is the center of the universe. It is the king who has decided, who has an attitude that nobody can fix this but me. It is the king who thinks that he has done more for the people of God than anybody. It is the king. But he is blaming Elijah. For all of the trouble that Israel is in. But I stand to tell you, children of God, today I stand to tell you, children of God, that, 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 that any time you find yourself in trouble, and if you're in trouble because you've taken a stance, listen to me now. If you're in trouble because of your stance for God and and your obedience to God, I, I want to let you know that that's good trouble. Oh, y'all ain't hearing me. I, I, I say anytime you find yourself in trouble because you've taken a stand for God, brothers and sisters, that's good trouble. And I'm just believing right now that what this nation needs, the one we're living in, I'm believing that what this nation needs more than anything is more people who are willing to get in good trouble. People who are willing to speak truth to power. People who are not willing to go along just to get along. What we need is somebody who will do like Elijah did. And place the blame right where the blame belongs. Are y'all hearing me? Elijah, look at verse 18. He says, oh no, king. It's not me who's troubling Israel. It is you who has turned the people away from God. It's not me who is troubling Israel. It is you who has forsaken the command of God. Oh, my brothers and my sisters, it's amazing to me how you can read the Bible and see so much in the Bible of what we are facing right now. Y'all ain't hearing me. As a nation in chaos, are y'all hearing me? Read it in the Bible and you can see right now a nation that is in chaos, a suffering economy, millions of people unemployed, unrest in the streets, people dying daily from a virus that yet has no cure. And in the midst of all of this, we've got leadership who is constantly trying to find somebody else to blame it on. Y'all ain't hearing me. But I want to submit to you today that God needs folk with the spirit of Elijah. Somebody who ain't scared to speak truth to power. Somebody who is not afraid to get in good trouble. Somebody who is not afraid to call out wickedness in his face. Somebody who will get in trouble. Yeah. Are y'all hearing me? Somebody who is willing to tell the truth in the midst of alternative truth. Yeah. 
somebody who will tell the pro-life movement uh, that if you can't care about life, if you can care about life in the womb, uh, yeah, you got to care about life being taken by the police. You got to tell somebody if you care about life in the womb, uh, then you got to be concerned about capital punishment. Yeah. Somebody who don't mind getting in good trouble, uh, who will tell who uh, will go and speak the truth yeah, and tell somebody, yes, uh, it's not right for you to be airlifted, airlifted to the best hospital in the nation uh, on my tax dollar, yeah, and then leave the hospital uh, and vote against me having the same kind of care, yeah, and you don't even pay taxes. Somebody needs to pay truth uh, to power, yeah. Somebody who will get in good trouble uh, and raise an issue, yeah, that my, if my work is essential, uh, why am I paid less uh, than those whose work is non-essential? Yeah, somebody got to speak truth uh, to power. Yeah, God needs saints right now uh, who are not afraid uh, to get in good trouble. Yeah, Elijah goes on uh, in verse 21 uh, and he issues a final challenge. Yeah. That every child of God uh, ought to take the heart right now. Yeah, look at what he says. He says uh, to the people of God, uh, how long uh, are you going to be torn uh, between two opinions? Uh, he said, if God uh, be God, uh, serve him. Uh, and if Baal is God, uh, serve him. Uh, but here it is right here, yeah. You got to choose uh, right now uh, whom uh, you will serve. Yeah. I wonder if I got a witness here, yeah. It's time uh, for the children of God uh, to issue a challenge to the world yeah. and even a challenge uh, to a whole lot of folk here yeah, who are sitting up in the church. Yeah. Somebody need to tell, yeah. If God be God, serve him. But if Baal be God, serve him. Somebody who's sitting up in church every Sunday morning needs to hear these words. Choose you this day whom you will serve. Are y'all hearing me? You see, time has taught me not to be so impressed by what people say they believe, you watch who they serve. Y'all ain't hearing me. It's time for the people of God to serve God. It's time for the people of God to stand up. I know we don't hear it anymore. We don't sing it anymore. But when I was a child, yeah, we would go to the hymn book uh, and you'd hear him saying, stand up, stand up for Jesus. Ye soldiers of the cross, live high in royal banner. It must not suffer loss from victory unto victory. His army. Shall he lead 
to every foe is vanquished and Christ is Lord indeed. I'm on my way to my seat now, but Jesus, although he came to bring peace, but in his bringing peace, he brought trouble. Yeah, he brought trouble to a system that did not want to receive him. He came to bring joy to the world. But in spite, uh, he brought trouble uh, to those who would not believe. Uh, and eventually, yeah, eventually, yeah, because of his stands, uh, they put a cross uh, on his shoulder, uh, never said a mumbling word, uh, nailed his hands, uh, nailed his feet. Uh, you see, uh, Jesus got in trouble, yeah, but it was good trouble, yeah. And the reason I know uh, it was good trouble uh, is because when they laid him uh, in a borrowed tomb, uh, the grave uh, couldn't hold him down. Uh, but right early Sunday morning, uh, he got up, uh, he got up uh, with all power in his hands, yes. Yes. It's time. It's time for the community of the redeemed. It's time for those who are called by his name to get in trouble. You live in a world like the one we live in. And you get along with everybody. Something's wrong with you. You live in the world like we live in. and You're okay with everything that's going on right now. There's something wrong. You've got to get in trouble. But when you get in it, make sure it's good trouble. Stand up for Jesus. Do what it is that he would have his children to do. Choose you this day. Whom? you will serve. Wherever you are today, wherever you're listening from, it is our desire now to give you an opportunity to become a part of the family of God. I need to warn you right off that a move this way will put you in trouble. But it's good trouble. And there's a God who sits high and looks down low and he'll, he'll take care of you. Best hands come. Jesus, keep me near the cross. There, a precious.
about our nearness to God. Love the words of this song because it lets us know that Jesus is the one who keeps us near to God. And it is near Jesus and his cross where our glory is found. But then the song switches prepositions and it says that you can't just be near the cross. You can't just be around the cross. You can't just be by the cross. But it says you got to be in the cross. And it says in the cross there my glory shall be forever. Until my raptured soul shall find. And I'm kind to tell you good trouble is rest beyond the river. Bible simply declares that if you believe in the Lord Jesus, that you believe in your heart that God has raised him from the dead, thou shall be saved. That we give you that invitation now that you come unto him as you are. Come unto him where you are. Come unto him why you are. Come unto him. All ye that labor and are heavy laden, and Jesus said, I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn of me, for my yoke is easy and my burden is light. This is our prayer to you, that you give your heart to him who will put you in trouble. But as our pastor said today, that trouble will be good trouble. Uh, let us pray for souls now. Lord, we come thanking you. That even in the midst of what we are dealing with, not only in this country, not only in the United States of America, we have trouble all around this world. That we have 
trouble trying to get us in health. We have trouble trying to get us in leadership, but we serve a God who rules and super rules the heavens and the earth. He is the creator of all that he is. And Lord, if we give him honor and give him glory, we look to him and you look to him in your life. He will save your soul. Lord, we ask you to save souls right now that even in the midst of what we're going on, save souls that are weak right now. Save souls that don't have enough right now. Save souls that are yearning for you right now. Save souls that need you right now. Save souls that don't have jobs right now. Save souls that need jobs right now. Save souls that have jobs. Save souls that don't have enough. Save souls that got plenty. Save souls right now, Lord, that you can still save. You will save, Lord, to the utmost. Jesus say I heard the joyful sound Jesus say spread the tide all around Jesus say to the utmost say right now Lord it is in the master's name but Jesus that we pray and give all honor and glory Lord be there for us in these dark days but Lord even when it's dark we know where to get light there is a light in the word of God there's power in the word there's truth in the word of God and we will speak the truth of the word of God and shine the light on the powerful darkness that is in this world this is our prayer prayer and ask all blessings in Jesus name amen amen and amen church say amen we thank God today for his word thank him for his presence with us today in the way of his Holy Spirit thank God for those who have gathered together and we thank you for your continual faithfulness uh, to keep us on the air and to keep us in worship together, although we're in our various homes, we thank God that we can still be together. My prayer is that we got everything moving and everything worked out, uh, but we're just happy to have the opportunity to serve. So let me thank all of you who continue to make things happen. Let me remind us that on next Sunday, on next Sunday at 11, we'll be here. All of us invited next Sunday. This is church anniversary month. And we didn't want the month to go by without our doing something special. So on next Sunday, we are going to be over in the parking lot across the street, over at uh, Heritage Hall. We'll be in the parking lot, have a drive-in service where you can just drive your car. You won't even have to get out of the car. You stay in the car. And we will uh, have our morning worship there. We will have our communion Together, we have areas where people who are not or who, who choose to will be able to sit in the grassy areas and socially distancing. Now, uh, you will be receiving instruction and, 
as to how we're going to do this. And it's so important, brothers and sisters. I know we are a loving church. We love to hug each other. And we haven't seen each other in a long time. But I'm going to ask you, please, on next Sunday, let's follow the rules. Uh, this week, you'll be hearing some directions and some things that we must do. And so next Sunday, when we come together, I, I, I'm just trusting all of us just to do what's best for us. The time is going to come when we can all be back together and we can be right back to where we were. But right now, we have to abide by rules and we have to do what we need to do. So although we're going to be glad to see everybody, let's just make sure that we follow all of our rules, make sure we keep ourselves safe and make sure that we're looking out for those around us. Uh, let's keep in prayer uh, the Sankster family in the in the passing of Brother, Brother Sankster. Uh, if you will contact the church office and you can get detail about uh, his services and when they will be. Uh, but I want us, although we can't be together, uh, please reach out and let's do what we can. Also, Mother Louise Williams, Mother Louise Williams, who so one of our one of our uh, members who is over a hundred, uh, she went home to be with the Lord also, and I want us to just keep uh, that family in our prayers, Sister Louise Williams. Also, you can check the office and get detail as to where we can send condolences and what we can do to help in this time. God bless you, and God keep you is our prayer. God be with you. Till we meet again. There are several ways to submit your tithe and offering. 
online at www.thechurchwithzeal.org slash give on Cash App at dollar sign the church with zeal via the Givelify app by mail to Salem Missionary Baptist Church P.O. Box 817 Lilburn, Georgia 30048 or in person at the church office on Tuesday, Wednesday, or Thursday from 10 a.m. until 2 p.m. It's not necessary to wait until Sunday to give. Online, Givelify, Cash App, or mail-in contributions may be submitted on any day of the week. Thank you for your continued support of the ministry at Salem Missionary Baptist Church.